0: Hey there, and welcome to Talk. We connect with extraordinary people across Canada and ask them about their stories, passions, and experiences. I'm your host, Ryan Funk. I may be a bit biased, but the Winnipeg community is amazing. And there's no better example than Winnipeg's North End. The North Point Douglas Women's Center is a gathering place for that community, with programs designed directly for the needs the community has identified. Tara Zajac is the executive director and shares how things have been going on at the center. Take it away, Tara.
1: My name is Tara Zajak and I'm the executive director of North Point Douglas Women's Center.
0: It's been a couple months since our last conversation. It was back kind of like at the beginning of summer, mid-summer. Can't quite uh, yeah, recall <laughs> there. But um, f- following the social media, uh, one of the big things was fundraising for a new facility. How's the progress for that All uh, all going?
1: The progress has been stalled a bit. Um, I was away for a bit. And while I was away, uh, the building that we were hoping to get actually caught on fire. Mm. So that has put uh, a bit of a kink in the plans.
0: Um, Yeah, a little bit.
1: Yeah. So uh, just trying to figure that out. We obviously, though, will still continue to figure it out and uh, are still going to have to get a new building, um, especially um, even right now with. Uh, programs starting up again and everything we're actually renting a space um, for the evening programming and some afternoon programming because our Center is very small. Um, So, once again, um, the the capital campaign has just taken a little bit of a a back on the back burner as we try to figure things out, but knowing um, that it has to happen because we can't. I, you know, I always welcome everyone to come to our center, but we can't operate how we are. We have to like, so not only are we renting space to do our programming and any events, but we also have a storage facility that we also rent. Um, so, I mean, the bills are adding up and at some point we do need a new permanent home. So right now we are just stalling that as we figure what, um, how this, how this all works again.
0: Life sure likes to throw uh, curve balls, huh? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> To the well, least. that that is uh, so unfortunate because the work that the center does is yeah. so important and like such a great place for uh, the community to, to come together and, and meet.
1: Yes, we are. Uh, we're, it's, it's amazing. And even with uh, like, we're very lucky that there is a space in our community that we can rent. Um, but we are having, you know, the uh, participants saying that it's not the same. It doesn't have the same feeling of the center. Um, and all of that. So it's, it's, and it's, you know, a bit problematic having to haul stuff over and whatnot. Um, But we're, we're doing what we can in our lovely little, little neck of the woods.
0: Well, you just gotta, when the water comes, you just keep, you keep bailing.
1: Yep. I think that's uh, that's part of the joy of just even working in the nonprofit field too is, you just keep going one, one step and one day at a time.
0: What kind of things are going on in this center? Um, is there oh still a little uncertainty with with infection numbers kind of going back up this, uh, this winter?
1: Yeah, I actually don't even know where to start with that. Obviously, because uh, it has been a while since we talked, restrictions have changed quite a bit. But being that our center is small, we uh, have decided to still limit the numbers of people coming into our center. So, I'm gonna say things are as back to uh, the new normal, I guess, as can be um, when it comes to, especially with the infection numbers and stuff. And even I have a meeting later today uh, with one of my staff as we're seeing the numbers are going up again um, with this new variant. Um, so it's, it's been hard, it's been problematic. Um, we continue to welcome everybody into our space you don't have to be uh, double vaxxed we're not asking for any of that because that is um, a huge barrier for many Uh, we do ask that people wear masks um, and if people are uh, clearly exhibiting symptoms we will have a private conversation with them um, but still letting people into our building whether they're we we don't know if they're vaccinated or not Um, we've actually held three three pop-up vaccine clinics um, since the summer so that's been really successful. Um, the community has uh really been, yeah, they've it's been well received. And we're literally, I'm trying to uh get a hold of somebody as we speak to do another one um next week, uh being with uh once again that the numbers are continuing to go up and there aren't as many uh it's it seems to be a bit harder to get appointments right now I know even for myself I'm trying to book I was trying to book my son an appointment um and it's not as easy as it used to be or initially was when it was like everybody was doing it um and a lot of people can't get to the places right and then the other flip side of us doing the vaccine clinics is we have the relationship with community uh they trust us they know us um love them love them like crazy um but they're they're our extended family where they know that they can sit and they can ask questions and our uh, actually the last vaccine clinic we did um we had uh our uh traditional helper and our knowledge keeper available so if people wanted to talk to them or have that that hand to hold so to speak um because it is hard it is it it is a scary thing i think for all of us nobody says yay give me a needle Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, but we're just we're continually trying to do our part, Um, being a community organization. And I think a lot of people do look to us as leaders in the community. So we are hoping to do another vaccine clinic, hopefully next week, one more before um, we don't not fully shut down, but we do take a bit of a break um, between uh, Christmas and New Year's Eve. Um, And yeah, but then when it comes to programming, so uh, the drop in is back to normal as normal can be. Um, And then we have kicked up all of our evening programming again. So those that don't know us, we, and it always amazes me and I'll try not to cry, but we literally have programming uh, that happens every night of the week, except for Saturdays. Um, mm-hmm. so, and I get I get emotional because it's very we are a very small staff like at at our height we maybe have 15 people 12 to 15 staff members um, and everything that we're able to do is amazing um so as I had said earlier we've been very lucky uh, to um to rent space at the Filipino senior center which is just down the road from us. Mm-hmm. Um and that has been great because their uh capacity like during normal times i think is about 160. Um and this way we're able to offer the programming and not have limitations. So yeah. at the center going back we're only letting 10 people into um, into the center at any given time um, where some of our groups like our men's uh, men's night, there's about 25 to 30 men on average that come. So now by able being able to rent the space, it's not limiting that, uh, which we don't want to. Right. Um, especially with our drop in programming. Um, so, yeah, so it's going good. So we're like we're back up and running um, as uh, in the, the the new norm, I guess we say, uh, which is um it's been an interesting challenge um once again with having to move space and uh figure out how all that works but it's going really really well um and then actually somehow between all of this we were able to start a new program this uh fall we started a grief workshop program um facilitated by our knowledge keeper and being that it was the first time that we've done it that was a smaller group so that was able to happen at the center um but i mean i uh maybe i, sh- I should actually probably tell my staff more often but it's pretty amazing that not only are we doing everything but we're also able to start a new program um and thanks to donors and funders that is possible um but yeah it's just this time of year is a challenge in our space period with all the donations that come in mm-hmm. um so it's always this uh juggle of what gets moved where um but we're we're uh Keep going, and then actually, and I wanted to mention this: our building got a little bit of a facelift. We mm. have uh, two art pieces on our building um, from the wall-to-wall mural fest that goes on. Um, so, everybody, check out our new art pieces. Um, our build—it's nice to see, obviously, like local artists, but especially to see new things on the side of our building. Um, so, yeah. So, I think that's that's kind of where we're at. Um, Uh, And then with the drop in, like, it's just been challenging, I think, with the basic needs. Um, Before, I think when we had talked, we were just ending the hampers that we were doing on a weekly basis. And now it's we're doing smaller hampers uh, based on uh, more of an emergency situation on donations. um, But the food insecurity is still there.
0: I think it's just amazing the amount of work that you're able to do with, like, the limitations that are around uh getting programs up and running you're you're making even though you don't have the space you're making it work finding areas and at the same time starting a a new program i i just shows the tenacity of the the organization and you know that drive to serve the community
1: well and i think with especially uh with the grief program as an example um because everything we do comes from the community saying like, we need this, or we want this. And we like, you know, we just say a lot of times, we're just the facilitators to make things happen. Um, But especially uh, with the grief program, we thought it was super important to start it now. um, Because a lot of us had loss during COVID. Um, I don't know, and not just COVID related, um, but it seems to be a really tough year for many people. And when we think about grief, it's not necessarily just don't mean in like the death way. Um, but the grief of relationships that were lost or disconnected. Um, I mean, literally I know I, like I live alone with my child, so it was just me and my child. Um, and that's hard. Um, right. And it's all, so yeah, so that was really good. And then we also actually, I forgot to say mama bear clan also added a night Mm -hmm. as well. Um, so mama bear clan added a Wednesday night to their patrol too. Um, which has been great. Um, but yeah, it's, um not to you know pat myself pat us on the back but it's it's pretty amazing what we are able to do um with what we have and the space and being able to connect like to the filipino senior center and use their space has been great in many ways and new relationships are being built there
0: those relationships are so important mm-hmm. um, sometimes it can feel like especially during this time there's a sense of isolation from the community as a whole. And I've definitely felt that mm-hmm. moving to Winnipeg in the midst of a pandemic, it I didn't have a sense of community. I was just living in a city. Mm. Things are hard. You see people. People are on edge. Yeah. But you know the, the few kind of cultural events that have been held virtually and being able to see so, um Nuit Blanc was so exciting mm. walking around uh i wasn't able to see everything but i saw a couple of exhibits going around i found a couple um microbreweries in the area that i've never gone to yeah. before just walking around the city some of the older parts seeing people on the streets i'm really getting that sense of community in winnipeg and there's such a such a beauty to it that i'd never seen before and i i realized that's some of my bias from when i was growing up um out of the city, you know, people are like, Oh, parts of Winnipeg, it's dirty and scary. Yeah. But when you get here, you're like, you know, there are homeless people and there are people having challenges. But yeah, it's they're having challenges. They're they're people. So, you know, having conversations with them. I know during the, the height of summer, during the hot days, you know, just go to some of the camps around and mm. provide water. You and you talk to them, and you're like, Yeah, these are just people that had a rough a rough spell
1: going with the community thing, and it's interesting when you talk about like hearing about different parts of the city um not only am i blessed to work in the north end, i also live in the north end um and i actually get a lot of that people asking like why are you being brought up in the north end or why are you bringing your kid up in the north end like isn't it time to move and i love it like i literally can walk like, so I'm about five minute drive from work, but walk anywhere and like people say, good morning, or how are you? Don't know your name and I'm never going to see you again. Or I go to like the Pollocks or like our local butcher and all this. And you see people, you know, and there's this little, like I always tell people that in the North end is like its own little city almost in a city. Um, But I think actually across the board, like Winnipeg compared to other cities I've been to, like the sense of community and pride is absolutely amazing and something we, uh, and like, so thank you everybody, Winnipeg and actually all all over the world, but that have supported us and that continue um, to support us. I was on a call yesterday with somebody and the amount of donations, whether it is financial or, or canned food or scarves or, or, or it is absolutely mind blowing and i think actually for 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 me um seeing like our city really came together i felt like during the pandemic to support um non-profits and not just our non-profit but like all the non-profits um and it kind of made people i feel like almost wake up and realize like you can help by handing out water at the encampment or saying hi to somebody or, um, you know, like a lot of people, I know I did, I went through my clothes and was able to like drop off like uh, clothing places. Um, but it's been great to see the community, I think, like as much as we can come together to support, you know, centers like ours and organizations like ours and just our like our fellow Winnipegers.
0: The pandemic has caused a lot, a lot of horrible things, mm-hmm. not just the, the loss of life, but Mental health struggles, um, people struggling financially. But I think a positive that's come out of it is a, a sense of unity yes. for those who have come together. They understand people are able to, I, I, at least for myself, I can empathize way better with people now understanding, you know, the struggles some have gone through, you know, feeling some of the struggles myself this year. And I think... I think once we finally come out on the other side of this, we're going to really start working together. We understand the bad things in the world and we're like, all right, let's, let's come <laughs> together. Let's let's make life better for each other.
1: And like, once again, like the pandemic has definitely been hard on a lot of people, but I, I am uh, continually trying to see the, the silver lining or like what good has um, come out of this.
0: Um, Uh, Another cool thing that's happening out at the center, uh, there's a winter solstice uh, celebration. Is this kind of an annual tradition? Tell me all about it.
1: Very excited. Literally, as we're talking, people are downstairs like decorating some of the staff. I'm a little envious, I'm not going to lie. But so three years ago, actually. So our center um, in the last, uh, I feel like I have a loss of time with the pandemic, but the last six to seven years, um, we've really been trying to respond to the community, um, acknowledging, um, the land that we're on, um, that 84% of the people that walk through our doors have self identified as indigenous, indigenous, and our Métis, um, and really adjusted like our programming and how we operate, um, things we offer, um, the language we use, all of that. So three years ago now, we started the winter solstice, uh, event i guess we used to do um it was called our christmas what would we used to call it, it was our christmas event with santa claus and presents and candy canes and christmas carols and all that and we just came to a point where we're changing everything else about how the center operates it's also time to change how we celebrate things um and so it's uh it's a continual conversation and not just about winter solstice but about um acknowledging the season so we always do pipe ceremonies. Um, thanksgiving a lot of these things like we're taking a look at again so winter solstice the first time it was a big event uh we rented out a, a gym it was a feast there was music it was fun obviously uh being still in pandemic times it's going to look a bit differently um but as a center and as a whole we've decided that we are not celebrating christmas and that instead we are celebrating the winter solstice throughout december so usually even um uh even with the years that we've done winter solstice we would still do presents um or uh, hand out kids toys have a christmas tree up and all of that and we are we've decided and i guess we're actually halfway through december now that december is all about the winter solstice so for us it's about um I'm going to say getting together as much as we can, which is a little hard, um, but like feasting together, um, telling stories, doing crafts, uh, the winter solstice is, um, what I've been taught is that it's a time to, to slow down, to get together, to visit, um, to rest. Um, and I think we're all feeling really tired. Um, so that's what we've been doing. So we do have like Tuesday, uh, the 21st is the winter solstice, but we've been leading up to that. Um, So we've been Mondays and Fridays, we were serving meals to the community. Um, So we have community members actually that we've worked with who come and cook like a meal meals for about about 100 150 people. Um, And then Wednesdays has been a lot of crafting so like beading and painting. Um, And then they were sewing yesterday. Yep. And then Fridays, not only are we doing the meal, but we also have our knowledge keeper sitting there to visit with people. Um, I think that's a part that we're all missing, um, and I think even before the pandemic, um, this day and age, we don't sit down and visit and spend that time together like we used to before, right? As we're, you know, my, my phone's going off, my email's going off, and this is going off, um, so it's just time for that. And then winter solstice, and I meant so I meant to grab the the schedule, but I don't know where I put it now. Um, we literally have events going from nine to four all day long it's all staff involved um every about half hour to hour things are changing i I, I, please check it out on social media it's all there um but giving a chance for everyone to enjoy aspects of it once again being that we can only have 10 people in the building and we wanted it we wanted to do it at the center because we do understand like how important the center is for a lot of people and how for a lot of us it is our our home or our second home sort so to speak um so we have storytelling we have crafts we have food um we have some singing going on we have some drumming going on um and just a day like to get together to eat together to talk to visit like I think a lot of these things that we uh we we forget about so that's what we're doing and acknowledging also um you know mother mother earth and everything she's given us um and continues to 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 provide for us so yeah so it's gonna it's it has been a little bit of a challenge um trying to uh and once again thanks to all of our donors and our funders but usually we are taking toys right now for kids and we're not taking toys um we have our days of december on social media saying we need you know socks and underwear and shampoo and a lot of times we would usually ask for like candy canes or christmas chocolates and we're staying away from that um and just like christmas is a hard time for a lot of people um december is generally it's a hard month already. And especially for those that maybe have lost family or can't be with their family. And then the, the burden of feeling that you have to spend way too much money and having a kid myself, like way too much money on stuff that I'm like, are you actually going to be playing with the next year? Um, And just taking a step back and giving people that space it's okay not to celebrate. Um, yeah, it's, 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 sorry, it's just this mind change, but it's really beautiful. And I know even for myself, like I'll still be celebrating Christmas with my family, but my son and I, we were talking more and we're telling stories and it's making us take that step back of what, what actually does matter. Um, so we're actually, like my son and I, we've decided we're getting food together for Winnipeg Harvest. Um, which people laugh that why wouldn't I be bring it to the center, but all places uh, matter. And last night he was telling me stories. We were talking about um, Louis Riel and um, he was telling, just that time together piece, right? Um, Cause I think a lot of us get stuck in the other, the stuff that doesn't always matter.
0: It's a great time to reset. We always talk <laughs> about like new year's, like new year's resolutions and stuff, but yeah, I, I'm really excited. Uh, I'm hoping to take a week off, kind of that end of season, mm. right before New Year's, and just spend some time with my partner, spend time with friends. And of course, there'll be like there'll be like things I'll want to like play some games or watch some movies and stuff. Mm. But you know, go out, visit my parents, visit my grandparents, and just just talk. And also what you're uh, mentioning, that kind of separation from the Eurocentric idea of what the end of year looks mm-hmm. like, like Christmas trees and all that. Um, just uh, the other day, I talked to an individual from the, uh, Kwanzaa, uh, the Canadian Kwanzaa Association. Yeah. I had never heard about Kwanzaa before. Yeah. <laughs> so talking with him and learning about it, I was like, this is so cool. And uh, at least for myself, just talking with other people, learning about these different cultures and practices has, at least for myself, been so fulfilling, learning about these other aspects of life that have kind of been pushed to the side Mm -hmm. for such a long time.
1: Yeah, I actually read something the other day and it might've been a a meme. I think that's what it's called, a meme. (laughs) uh aging myself but it was about how and I can't remember the exact dates but it was around the beginning of December till about the middle of January how many actual different holidays there are I think it was it was 14 at least um, so many yeah and so I like I like you're saying I know for me for with uh for us we're gonna I'm Ukrainian so we're gonna explore what does Ukrainian Christmas mean like let's you know what can we do and for us it's not about going to be about the presents like I told my son we're gonna we're gonna do some traditional cooking Mm -hmm. um and but it's it's actually and it kind of makes me sad I think how much we've come around like to the whole Christmas and presents and all of that stuff where what are like and even like talking about the other cultures what are their traditions about and what does that look like because I don't a lot of them aren't about the um, materialistic stuff,
0: right? There's so many. What can I think? Of? Just this whole period, like there's Diwali mm-hmm. in October, uh, Dio de los Muertos at the end of October. In November, you have some, you have Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, uh, of course, Christmas. I think in um, Scandinavian countries, they practice, I think, uh, one of their days called St. Lu- uh, Lucia. Oh, okay, is, yep. yeah. Yeah, St. Lucy. Uh, kind of stuff. There's so much stuff. Yeah. That happens at this end of year and uh, I mean, I think Christmas a lot of the practices have been kind of indoctrinated from or taken from other practices throughout Europe and kind of just put a little uh, Western sticker over top. It's like this is our stuff now. Yeah.
1: So we're so that's what we're but we're looking forward to it. I'm hoping the weather so we are starting with the pipe ceremony, I should say that. Um, and we're hoping. And as I look outside, I have a window right here. It's so cold out today compared to how it was. And it's not even that cold. But hopefully the weather cooperates on Tuesday so we can actually do the pipe ceremony outside. And everybody who wants to be um, can be part of it. Um, Because it is want to be like respectful of the the restrictions and the, the guidelines and that. But it is tough to say, like, no, you can't be a part, I, I can't even say it. Um, so hopefully the weather yeah, does cooperate so we can do parts of it outside to have more people um, be part of it and share in it or, yeah, so we'll, we'll see how the day goes.
0: Give people a, um, a glimmer of hope. Yeah. At the uh, the end of year, yeah. So coming back to the the center, you talked a lot about uh, donations, huh. and you know the the center is going through a lot of challenges and trying to figure out things right now. Does the center slash um, uh, community of the North End need any support? Are there any uh, volunteers needed, or maybe financial contributions?
1: so well we are always happy to take financial contributions um we uh and i don't i i laugh i was on a phone call yesterday but we've really uh have become i guess more self-sustainable and we don't depend on a lot of the mainstream uh funders necessarily all the time so we always uh do need uh financial contributions and food i'm gonna say food uh once again i'll plug our social media Uh, You can follow us on social media we're doing our days of December and every day is a different item. Um, And then on our website, we have I don't want to say we have an Amazon wish list, but we also have a wish list with good local Um, that's a local um, sort of shop thing. but a lot of it's food. It's uh and it like it breaks my heart. Um, and the other thing to remember is that uh, and I know it's December, a lot of people are giving more, and uh something about getting in for a lot of people getting into that spirit means helping people, but the need does also continue to January also. Um, and and so on and so forth. Um, But it doesn't stop there. So uh, I always tell people like, that's great, bring us stuff. But also, if you're planning to do something, doing, uh, let's say a a drive for non-perishable food items. We're still gonna need it in January or February. And we find those months even harder for our community. So you can wait, it doesn't have to like, come to our center by, you know, December 24th or whatever. The need is still gonna be there. Um, And if anything, it grows more, we find in January and February. Um, Yeah, and then the, like the basic needs, I mean, all the things that we take for granted, like the, the hand soap or the shampoo, toothbrushes toothpaste all of that stuff um and i think i always tell people like if you're at you know superstore picking something up pick up an extra you know pack of soaps or whatever or toothbrushes and bring it to the center like literally every like everything makes a difference um and it's all these so i get very emotional and all these little things they do add up um yeah so i think that's the volunteer stuff we um are always looking for volunteers, especially with our Mama Bear Clan. Um, our Mama Bear Clan Patrol, minus the Mama Bear Clan coordinator, everything else is run um, by volunteers. All of our captains are volunteers, and they, they've they been amazing, especially through this pandemic. They basically have never stopped except for maybe a two week break they took. Um, but that's a great way to volunteer, and it's a great way um, I know I I just actually went on a walk not too long ago and hadn't been for a while, but it's a good way to to get out of your bubble, I find, and see what else is happening in our city. Um, Maybe break down some of those walls or those misconceptions you have. Um, So there's that. And then the other little plug I'm going to do, and this just officially (laughs) happened yesterday, but we will also be having our annual uh, pierogi dinner and cake auction, which is our big fundraiser um, on February 17th it will be held virtually again um, being one and especially with uh, who knows how things will be in February so tickets will be on sale for that on January 21st and then February 17th is the actual date there will be more information to come um, but it's a great event Uh, even if people uh, we have cakes like this, this cake auction part and cakes go for sometimes thousands of dollars. Um, but even the uh, the tickets, we haven't, I can't say the actual prices yet, but it is affordable and it's it's a great, even for entertainment purposes, uh, watching people bid on cakes and having some local talent um entertain us is great. Um, and then like just really keep following us on social media. That's our big thing and changes, you know, if we, uh, this summer we needed a new tent one of those canopy tents we'd made a post and by the i think halfway through the day we were turning them down and telling people like we've got a couple now thank you very much no, we
0: don't need more we don't no, yeah <laughs>
1: um but also and i always say this whenever i talk it's also about finding the organizations that speak to you um I, I love the center, um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's for everybody. So looking at or finding the organizations that um, that, that do touch your heartstrings um, and that you want to be part of, um, find them because like, like there's way too many nonprofits in the world. Um, but yeah, but give to them, look on their website, follow them on social media. Everybody is struggling and everybody needs help.
0: Mm. So a good takeaway uh, from this conversation is the Winnipeg community it's amazing. is amazing gr- is amazing, and there's a lot of cool stuff that is happening at the center.
1: There, Yes, and just continue to follow us. Things are always changing.
0: If you have any stories you'd like us to share or communities we should highlight, leave a comment on our social media, or reach out to us on our website. I'm Ryan Funk. This was Utah and have yourself a good one.